to move in the things of the Lord. It just is such a blessing. You are as young as can be. So are we both. We're probably in our 60s and don't show it. There you go. 29. 29 and holding, that's what Brother Sean said. So, um, like I said, uh, Brother Sean texted me last night and asked if there was something in my heart to share. And actually, um, there had been. I just wasn't sure of the timing of the Lord and was just kind of holding on to it. But it kind of has a few different pieces, so sometimes I tend to just, like, move into it, and then I sit down and like, oh, Holy Spirit, I forgot to say that part, so I'm just really going to try to just be cautious and take my time um, to give you the pieces. Um, it's kind of pieces of a puzzle, um, but the, the first place that I want to talk about is Last Sunday night, um, I was, I'd actually decided um, I wanted to, it had been a couple long weeks, and I just wanted to go and sit in my bed with my computer and my Bible. And as I was sitting there, I felt like there was a surge of faith that God imparted to me as I was just reading the word and just kind of pondering some things that he was sharing with me. So I had this like surge of faith come in. How many of us need more faith? Amen. Amen. A couple of days later, um, I was here at the sanctuary. It was very early in the morning and I usually sit over here when I have my quiet time and the Lord brought that moment back to memory And as he did, he drew my attention to this wall. And as I looked at this wall, I began to see. Now, remember, Kathy and Lonnie and Brother Sean, the leaders of the church, have been talking to us about God wants to take us to a higher realm, to begin to see with the eyes of the Spirit, not with our natural eyes. So as he brought my attention to this wall, I'm looking at this wall, And suddenly, I see, and he's talking to me about this surge of faith, remember. And I begin to see these surges of electricity and power going through this wall. From that end all the way to this end. The only way that I can give you kind of a a picture of what it looked like is, how many of you have seen that old movie, Back to the Future? Remember, so the scientist, he's got that really cool silver car and it's got that big long thing on the, on the top, the tall metal. You know, I'm not a scientist, so I'm probably not saying all this right, but the whole idea is there's this big metal, um, what is that called, Sean? Wire. Wire. Cable. And it's across and it's from a power source to the top of, like, I would... I thought it was maybe the Capitol building there in the city. And when the car would go across, remember, and it hit that wire, remember how that electricity just kaboom and the car took off and went back to the future. That's what the surge of power and the electricity that I saw in that wall. And I felt that the Lord was telling me, 
that that is the power surge that's going to begin, that we're going to begin to see. It's here. We're going to begin to walk in it. Because remember, Father said that when Jesus died, Jesus said, oh, I'm going to send somebody to you. And who did he send? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came with power, and he empowered Jesus to be risen from the dead. And Father said, the same power, the same Holy Spirit that was living and active and alive in Jesus is in us. We just haven't tapped into it. But I'm here to tell you today that that power source is here. Those things that we have been praying for, the delays are over. God is bringing an acceleration to us in this day that we are going to see. So I was talking to the Lord early in the week about waiting. And waiting and praying. How many of you have been waiting and praying for things? I've got some things on my list that I've been praying for for over 25 years that I've yet to see the evidence, but whenever I become a little hopeless in my heart, Father reminds me of the promises. Remember in Isaiah, and I want you to remember, whenever God speaks, he's creating. He created everything in the universe. Everything was created by his spoken word. So he is creating. So when he is speaking to us, there's creative things that are going on. He's activating and bringing things to life that we've been praying for and believing for. And we get to that place where we're feeling hope deferred makes the heart sick, but what? What does that scripture say? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but what? What? A merry heart. But I think it says when the dream is realized, there is life. So he comes in the times of waiting. And in that waiting, so I've been praying for over 30 years about this one thing. I don't look like I did. 30 years ago, no pun intended. I'm not talking physically. I'm talking spiritually. See, in that waiting, when we're standing on God's word and we're believing that he's faithful, that he's good, he promised. Can you just imagine? I mean, let's just think about Abraham and Sarah for a minute. Oh, my goodness. You know, back in that day, It was shameful not to bear children. It was a shame in society if you did not bear children. So not only were Abraham and Sarah standing on a promise that God had given them for a very long time, and I don't know what 90-year-old women looked like back then, but I know how they look today. And I'm telling you, I don't think I've seen any 90-year-old women giving birth to children. But God promised. Sarah and Abraham didn't look the same in all that time of waiting. 
because in the waiting, they were being strengthened from moment to moment. God would come and he would come back and he would remind them. He would bless them. He would give them favor so they didn't lose hope. So what does God say in Isaiah? It's one of my favorite scriptures. Isaiah chapter 40. And this is not about the word, but I felt like God wanted me to tell you this because of what he's going to have me share. So if you look in um, Isaiah 40, um, and let's start with 28. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So in this season that we find ourselves in, where we've been waiting, oh my goodness, suddenly our eyes are being opened to the supernatural realm. Because remember, our God doesn't deal in reality. Our God deals in supernatural. So that electric current that I saw, I don't know where the wires are in that wall. Sean Wilder knows because he helped build that wall. But there were currents going all through that wall. And that was just a beginning. That was a sign to me that the things that I have prayed for, because not all of them have been personal. Many of them have been on Wednesday nights here with the leaders crying before God that his kingdom would be established. And in God's kingdom, there's no lack. There's power. That was a sign. That was a wonder. That was showing me increases here. Okay, this morning when I came in to have my time with the Lord and to prepare, I, I sat down over there, and the Lord said, go to our spot. I'm not going to tell you where our spot is, because that's personal. But I know where that spot is in this room with him. So I went to that spot, and I just knelt before him, and I was just waiting. And he said, so what I shared with you last week, I, I want you to paint a picture for the people. I'm like, okay, all right. And he began to kind of show me. So I want you to just stay with me here. I'm not an artist, but God is. So when I started to think about getting you in that place, you can close your eyes, you can keep them open. But God wants to paint a picture for you today. So I myself kind of pictured his um, studio, if you will, to be kind of like this beautiful cabin, not, not like center of the kingdom, because I kind of felt like maybe he wanted it to be a little quieter, not like right in the hustle and bustle. And as I was sitting there, I... I could still hear 
the worship going on in the kingdom. So I could hear the music and the instruments and different songs being sung. And, and then right there I could hear the water outside his cabin. And it was like, you know how a babbling brook, the water, how it sounds, it's so peaceful. And I could hear birds and there was this big bay window and suddenly I could see like all these animals. And I kind of thought to myself, it's, it's kind of like Snow White. You know, all the animals love Snow White. And in God's word it says all of creation. He created everything. And I'm sure that everything wants to be where he is. And they're, they're in tune. They, they want to see what he's about to create. And I see him pull out this massive easel and this very large, oh, it's escaping me. What do painters paint on, Jackie? Canvas. It was this really long canvas. To me, it was like massive. I'm sure to God, the Father, it wasn't that big. But he was painting my picture, my life. And he was painting the beginning as I was a little girl. See, when I was a little girl, my father was a pastor. And I mean no ill against my father. I have forgiven my father, and my father and my mother are both in heaven, and I'm going to see them someday. But my father was a very angry man, very, very angry. And so as a little girl, I learned to be afraid at a very early age. And I was afraid of everything. And I was a perfect child because I knew as long as I did everything right and perfect, I wasn't going to get in trouble. I'm watching the Lord paint this picture and I'm kind of wondering where he's going. And then he begins to paint other places in my life. And then I see him begin to paint when I came to Praise Chapel. Now, that's when I became very aware of the woundedness in my heart and the father issues I had and the way that I looked at God. See, I looked at God. Now, I want to remind you, I'm going somewhere, so don't lose track. And it's a good place we're going. I saw God, and I did not. I couldn't call him father. It was, he was God. And I saw him up there on a big throne with a really big stick, with a magnifying glass watching every single thing I did. I'd never, even though I read the word, I lived in such fear. I never knew how good he was. I never knew that he was always there for me that the book that he'd written that he talks about in Psalms 139 before he ever breathed into my mother's womb and I began to be created, I didn't know. I mean, I'd always heard God loves me, 
But until he began to heal the wounded places in my heart and the scars, I didn't know. So he's painting this picture and he's painting other things and then he brings me to this week. So here he has painted your picture. It's your life on this canvas. All these different things that you've done, places that you've been. All the time I noticed on this canvas, I was never alone. In the many pictures that he painted, Father was there. Jesus was there. The Holy Spirit was there. Earlier in this week, um, it's Thanksgiving. And when my youngest child was married, I did not want my kids to be stressed on holidays. So I said, you know what? Let's start a tradition. Let's go out for breakfast on Thanksgiving, and we'll celebrate Thanksgiving either Friday or Saturday. We'll just decide which one we're going to choose. And so on Thursday... We all went to breakfast. It was a lovely time, and everybody went to their other families. And Ed and I came home. Ed's walking the dogs. I've got my computer on in the kitchen, and I'm listening to worship music, and I'm baking, and I'm just having so much fun. And suddenly the Lord's like, why don't you sit down for a minute? Like, okay. So I... I stopped what I was doing. I went in the living room, and, and I just kind of candidly said, so what's on your mind today? And this is what he said. I'm very gracious. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course you are. I, 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 I know that. No, no, I want you to understand I am very gracious. So I like to investigate things. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder what gracious really means. Now, I have got like two pages because gracious would lead to another word and then it would lead to another word. My point here, and I wanted so much to be able to print this off, but we ordered ink for the computer and it didn't come in time. But next week I'll hand it out to you. It's not going to be as beautiful as Brother Sean's. But I thought, oh my goodness, do you know how many times just since Brother Sean gave, gave this to me that I have gone to it and just, looked up the scriptures and read the scriptures, and I thought, today, in this season of Thanksgiving, I want you to understand how gracious God is and how much we have to be thankful for. So these are all the things that I came up with. Gracious. The meaning of gracious is courteous, kind, 
and pleasant. Now, I want you to think of Father. Remember, when I was a little girl, I thought God was up with a stick. Does this sound like that? No. And the reason I'm giving you this is because when the enemy comes to you to lie to you and to tell you that you're not the things that are in this little pamphlet, and if you don't have one of these, there are more in the back that Brother Sean gave. It'd be a nice Christmas present to give your family. So when the enemy comes to lie to you and tell you who your father isn't, that he's looking at you because you just did something wrong and he's like turned his back on you, that's not true. He's gracious. He's polite. He's civil. He's chivalrous. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. He's well-mannered. He's decorous. I was like, oh, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Is that how you say that word, Ed? Decorous. Yeah. Ed's great. I always go to Ed. Ed, how do you spell what such and such? How, how do you pronounce this correctly? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I want to tell you what that word means because this is another description of our Father. Now I lost my place. Decorous. Yeah, I know. I got oh, here it is. Decorous. Father's proper. He's decent. He's becoming. He's tasteful. Then I looked up chivalrous. He's courteous and gallant. He's gentlemanly. He's honorable. He's respectful. He's considerate. He's noble. He's brave. He's courageous. My father is bold and he's valiant. He's intrepid. There's another word I was like, ooh, ooh, I want to know what that means. So I looked it up. This is what intrepid means. My father is fearless. He's unafraid. He's undaunting. He's unshrinking. My father never shrinks back when the enemy stands before him to try to say, that I'm not what he says I am here. When the accuser stands there to say, oh yeah, your daughter Deborah, did you see what she did yesterday? My father doesn't back down. He doesn't shrink back. In fact, it says, my father is bold and he's daring. He's gallant. He's audacious. He's adventurous. He, my father, loves to take us on adventures. He's not a boring father. See, he wrote a book about you. Each and every one of you has a book up in heaven. My father's a reader. So, When the enemy comes to stand before him and says, oh, yeah, 
let me tell you about Deborah this week and the attitude she had at the school. My father sends the angel and says, hey, I want you to go get, because see, he calls me Debo. I want you to go get Debo's book for me. And the angel goes and he gets the book and he opens my book and he says, oh, see Jesus, this is what we wrote about her. The enemy, he's such a liar. And then Jesus says, Father, Father, let's just pray right now that Deborah's ears are open to the things that we're reading. Father, let's just pray right now. Let's, Father, let's just declare into the atmosphere those things that you've called her to be. Father, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you send a host of angels to Deborah's side right now Would you go and stand around her and protect her? Would you be her defense? Holy Spirit, give those angels that big sword and that shield. And and Holy Spirit, remind her of my word over her. Oh, and remind her that when I speak a word, I'm not a man that lies. I'm God. And every single word that comes out of my mouth That's in my word. Never falls to the ground void. Holy Spirit, remind her of these words that I wrote about her, that they're true, that they're authentic, that I am for her, that she has a future, that she's going to be prospered, and that there is favor over her life, regardless of what that old enemy tries to lie to her about. Yet, yet, my father's dynamic. My father's indestructible. My father is impenetrable. How do you say that word? Thank you. My father is bulletproof. Now, the good news about this is that he's not just my father. He is your father. And that there is not a single day that goes by that he is not doing good and that he's not thinking good about you. I imagine that in the books that he's written about us, there are probably words that we've never heard. And he's such a creative God and such an artist. I imagine in that book that there must be paintings of us doing things above and beyond anything that we ever hoped of or dreamed of or believed possible. In the new year, which started at the feast, God told us to dream big. He said, dream big, children. He's a big God. He's a big Father. Yes, He does love us, Jeffrey. I pray right now 
Father, awaken the dreams in your children, in your sons and your daughters. Awaken the dreams that there is nothing impossible, that there is nothing too far-fetched, that there is no healing that we cannot dream of and believe for, that there's no restoration that cannot be accomplished because of your love for us, because your word says you're for us. So God, I pray today that you would send a surge of faith to be ignited in your sons and your daughters who are called to be kings and priests of the Most High God. Children of a kingdom that shall never end. Children of a kingdom and of a king where there is no lack. Where he says, ask what ye will. Ask whatsoever you will. I'm reminded, and I told the Lord this week, because there's something that I have been crying out and praying for and believing for. And at every turn, the enemy goes, ha, 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 ha. And I said, Father, you know, he wants us to talk to him and be raw and be real, just like I would to my husband. I've argued with God before. I said, Father, I'm going to be like that little old lady in the Bible that was relentless, And I'm going to come to you every single day. I am going to annoy you. I'm going to annoy you until you open the heavens and you answer that prayer. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be relentless. I'm asking God for such a spirit of tenacity to rise up in us in this year that we would begin to walk in the things that he's called us to walk in. It is here. It is now. Delay is over. Acceleration is here. Thankfulness, because we're in the season of Thanksgiving. Thankfulness is the enemy of hopelessness. They do not and cannot coexist. Hopelessness and thankfulness cannot coexist. I've never met a thankful heart on the brink of despair. I want to read Psalms 100, verse 4 to you. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name.
ending, you may ask, why? Why did I share that picture with you? Because I want you to have something to be able to go back to, to look at. The information that I shared with you, I wrote this down because this is what the Lord showed me this morning. I'm always asking the Father to give me new strategies. Just like there is a war room in Washington, D.C., and I'm sure other places around this country, where great men and women and leaders who are trusted stand and they look at this table. We've seen it when we went to the courts of heaven. We saw a table in front of the Father in the courtroom and it was a map and it was a strategy. And there were men, there were angels, men and women talking about what needed to be done. What I've shared with you is a strategy from the war room of the kingdom of God. Remember, we don't fight against flesh and blood. But just like this strategy, we have to remember and not forget we are sons and daughters. We are kings and queens. This is what we are. This is what God the Father says about us. This word is meant to encourage you so that you know we're all on a path. I want my eyes to be on the goal, just like Paul said. My eyes are on the goal. I want to overcome. There are days I don't feel like an overcomer. There are days where I feel like I'm about this big. You know, I think when I came back to the Lord, I thought the more mature I became in Christ, the easier it would be. But you know what? Had the Lord told me that the more mature and the more I seek Him, the harder it gets, I probably wouldn't have chased after Him like I do. But I chase after Him because I love Him. He is the lover of my soul. And I pray in this season that He awakens your love for Him, your passion to run after Him at all costs, that we would say yes in our obedience to him. That we would say yes to our obedience in him. I bless you today. I bless each and every one of you. And I say to you, I don't always show you that I love you. And for that, I stand before you and I repent. I'm sorry. I repent where I've been too busy or I've missed something that you've said where you needed prayer. I humble myself before you and I want you to know that I have committed to pray for each and every one of you and I am believing for the God of miracles to invade your life 
that the impossibilities, in fact, where did I write it down? I want to say this one last thing. See, it's okay, I'll get it. Our God is a God of the breakthrough. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is the God of the breakthrough. And this is what I wrote. I pray that the God of the breakthrough would visit our household profoundly and powerfully and break through and would make himself known in each household that the biggest impossibilities, I don't know what they are in your life, but I know what the biggest impossibility is in my life. I pray that the God of the breakthrough would come to my home to my family, and that every single impossible thing would bow and yield to the name of Jesus. That every single thing that Father God has promised in this book that we are, that we are becoming, and that we are going to do and accomplish will be. We are not too old. It is not too late. The best is yet to come. We are not getting older. We are getting younger because God said when we wait on him, he strengthens us and we become as young. We become sharper, more vigorous, more vigilant. Oh, let me tell you something. When we agree on a thing, oh, what God can do. May we agree May we agree in these days to be a part of the greatest move of God that this world, that history has ever seen and that we get to be a part of it. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you.